and welcome back to this week's episode of Back Chat. I'm Brian. I'm Krista. And I was expecting you to say that you're Krista and I'm Brian. I know, we kind of did that the last couple episodes and yeah. switched it up, but... I think we only done it one time, actually, but... Mm, uh, I, th- I think I it know. might have been two, but who's counting, Krista? It's true. It's uh, well, true. apparently you are. Well, I am, yeah. <laughs> it's because I always get so excited to do it, but then I'm afraid that you'll be like, I'm Krista, and I'll be like, I'm Krista, or something. I don't know. And then we'd have to restart the whole episode. Yeah, exactly. And Which we've, we've never we've had to do. never had to do that before. Never. Ever. Um, it's a smoggy day in the city. I just turned on your oven again. You know, you really need to stop that. I know. It's I'm like gonna, my new thing. I think I'm going to put an oven mitt on your right hand. And I have <laughs> oven mitts in the drawer that look like little lobster claws. Okay, that's cute. So when but you put them I feel on, like it would be restricting. You look like an adorable chef, first of all. But I think that would really help with the whole touch the oven button thing. Although, I don't know. Those are like touch. Those are like the ones that... I feel like I could still make it happen with my lobster claw. And to be honest, it looks nice, but it's not the greatest oven in the world. You know what? It, isn't that always the way, especially with these modern technologies, That's you know? True. They, they look real pretty, but they ain't that good. Yeah, just give me a good old-fashioned, you know, coil oven. Coil? I don't know. I've got a gas stove, and I love it. Oh, that is good. Yeah, it's actually great. Cooking with gas Boils is water, like. At. Yeah. You think that's why people are always like, now we're cooking with gas. Exactly. Because it's the best way. It is. Yeah. Speaking of cooking with gas, a.k.a. fires, a.k.a. gas ovens, etc. Yes. Um, it is so smoky today. It um, is crazy. It is a smoky day in the city. It's insanely smoky. I'm a little nervous about it sticking around. Because I want my last two weeks of summer. Um, we might not get them, but I also feel like summer's been extended by a month in the last few years. That's true. It's so weird. Our seasons have all shifted by a noticeable month. So I yeah, think we're going to have true. summer well into the beginning of October. That's very true. And also, yeah. I'm actually very sad because there's so many wildfires burning right now. There's huge. There's over 600 wildfires in British Columbia right That's now. That's crazy. And, it's um, the most it's been in like... I can't even remember how many years it was. It was a record, I it's believe, an right? Insane, huge record. Yeah, and it's really sad because, like, normally right now out my window we can see the mountains, the North yeah. Shore mountains. Yeah, we can't see them at all. No, can't see anything. Looks They're, like a foggy, cold day. Except I'm sweating. And when the sun comes up, it's like the apocalypse. It's like right? this little red ball that you can see in the sky. Yeah, it's very like uh, what's that called? A dystopia. Dystopian. Dystopic. Post-apocalyptic. Totes, totes. Mm-hmm. Well, here we are. You know, broadcasting to you live from the Coast Salish territories um we are on the unceded traditional and ancestral territories of the Tsleil-Waututh, Musqueam and Squamish First Nations so we want to say thank you so much to all of those uh nations who allow us to live work and play here every fucking day it's a beautiful privilege as a settler and um speaking of it's my partner Koda is on the show welcome Koda Koda was like literally sitting there like in a crumpled ball, like trying not to laugh. And I'm like, oh, you're making me so nervous. But here we are. I know. I'm like, are um, we actually good. that funny? I guess we you are. You are. You are, for sure. I, I mean, clearly. Can you tell? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of things that are, you know, well, maybe not so funny because they're fake. But I'd like to get into a few fake sponsors. Krista, if you have one in mind, I would love to hear mm. it. Well, I think my fake sponsor today would be the Zach Sound mics that we're using to record this episode, simply because I really want to, now that we have more than just two, Yeah. I want to name them. We do need to name because them. Because I feel like they all have their own kind of sassy thing that they do. Like, we actually had to return one, and they were really kind 
and gave us a new one really fast. Is that correct? Um, actually, we're they gave us a return label through Amazon, mm. so we're just getting a refund for it. But with oh, okay. that coming refund, we purchased another one. Yeah, so there we go. Mm-hmm. But um, they've been both finicky and great because they've recorded the podcast. We, just like know, us, an upgrade from yeah, an upgrade from the computer microphones. A huge upgrade. And huge upgrade. They've held out well. Um, they're really recommended on a lot of podcasting websites on what to use for equipment so shout and they're cost effective too totally I so mean, shout out to almost, Zach's. you'd almost think they're a real freaking sponsor with that endorsement right? yeah you so go. you're welcome guys Brian always coming through with the facts <laughs> yeah we um, should call it fact chat <laughs> fact chat <laughs> or back fact or back here's fact. your back fact oh, of wow. the day here's your back fact i love yeah. it um coda if you had a fake sponsor besides um you know being a lovely guest on this but back, lovely back show. Fact, uh, yeah, I'll probably sh- I'll shout out to um, my vape pen that's getting me through this hazy day or making me hazy through the day. I can't tell. It's both. Um, I would see a little lift, column A, column lift B. Lift vape pens, shout out, because there comes a point when you have to stop smoking bongs. Yeah, that's I very mean, true. I turned 26 and bought myself this vape pen and... I've been permanently high, and my lungs feel better. So oh, well, there <laughs> you can't you put a bong in your pocket. So that was one of the. Uh, I think it depends on how big your pants are. True, that's true. True, yeah. true. But I usually don't. Some wear of those pants. parachute pants. I bet you could fit a bong in there. I bet those things have pockets. I bet you that's why they're parachute pants to fit a bong in them. Yeah, that's the point. Yeah. Just don't put the water in. <laughs> no. Um, that was like one of my. <laughs> that was one of my like things. I was like, babe, you're gonna be 26. Like, you gotta stop smoking the bang. We call it the bang. <laughs> the bang, yeah, we call it the bang. Yeah. Saying bong just kind of makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> but I don't want to say bang on here because nobody would know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but we all know what you're talking but, about. But now. smoking Great. the bang does Perfect. not make anyone uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, being 26 and smoking out of a bong, you know? I, I No think judgment, it was, but it was just time for me to move forward. Oh, to, it was just time to graduate from that. Yeah. I mean, there's a time and a place. Yeah. I think if you want to, and people let smoke shisha, you know, that's out of a bong, is it not? A water bong well that's a no what are those things called a hookah i was about to to say something is a hookah not the same concept though (laughs) uh yes and no yeah it is it is for sure but there's a a different filtration process oh okay see you can get technical about it you can for sure yeah and that's more about like flavor but also like i'm not even completely like convinced that the vape is better than the bing because i'm now using a (laughs) heated battery to then heat cbd oil to then suck through a metal scary device that i have no idea how this is true is there not like a carrier substance too like it's not it's just like when you have like um any other kind of a vape it's like there's a carrier substance like a carrier oil it's usually like a glycerin or a glycol yeah right i really should just like stop smoking it no maybe just ingest who knows Irrelevant, really. I actually really like the vape pen. So this was that was that was my first time actually being Flavor, able to really yeah, smoke it's good. weed and feel okay and not like have an anxiety attack. So okay, mm-hmm. well, yeah. interesting. I'm I'm learning a lot about all of this different stuff because it's not like you said earlier about the bong, no judgment, and you know I fully support <laughs> yeah. it. It's just it's not my it's not something I really am that into. But it's always fun to learn about different things like this, and I like mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a different intensity of high as well. Like. Yeah. Hmm. Well, there you go. And so once again, <laughs> haze, haze, thanks haze. for the info on Backfact. <laughs> Backfact. That Backfact. has been brought to you by Backfact. Um, 
Now, Bri, do you have a fake sponsor for us today? So I wanted to look into a fake sponsor and then surprise y'all, I'm going to talk about our real sponsor, Lone Tree Cider. So maybe we could all have a little cheers Cheers. because we're all sipping on one. True. Avi, the apple ginger, the only one we love. Oh man, it's the only way to go. Yeah. Lone Tree Ginger Cider. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you have a tummy ache, just drink that. Actually, yeah. It cures that. If you have a bad day, it cures that. Yeah. Yeah. It cures that. You know, so many different things. Str- stress at work. Oh, yeah, especially. Lone tree. Yeah, exactly. Stress with your boo. Lone, Lone tree, tree will get you through. <laughs> and yeah, so they're a hundred percent BC owned company, and they want everybody to know that they stand apart. They're not Strongbow. They're not Growers, and they're not Okanagan because those are all multi-hundred million dollar corporations. And their business comes down to a third generation family orchard in Kelowna. Mm. Yeah, so they specialize in cider apple growing and they're doing the very best they can to keep their orchards to themselves and not turn them into huge vineyards, which is the norm in Kelowna. Oh, and actually, nice. last very episode, cool. we talked about my experience at a vineyard in yes, Kelowna. That's right. yeah. Yeah. So Lone Tree doesn't want to be that. Cool. Um, they selected the name Lone Tree because, and this is really fun for me because it's like, you know, back fact coming to life here that I get to even talk about this. Um, they selected the name Lone Tree because they think they stand alone in their belief in a 100% BC quality product compared to their competition. Love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they use the phrase old growth orchard because many of the apple trees are nearly 80 years old. Wow. That's cool. amazing. Yeah. Always for hopefully, the underdog. Yeah. And hopefully they are not affected by these wildfires. Mm-hmm. Hopefully not. But I've heard that a lot of, I heard of a lot of, uh, orchards and like stuff like that have been mm-hmm. going becoming a blaze i can see yeah. it with yeah. just yeah it's just insane out there so um yeah so here we are with coda and um part of the reason why we brought coda on the show today is because today is actually his one-year anniversary of being on testosterone so yay happy birthday baby <laughs> happy tea birthday you're one year old or happy birthday could we birth say tea? birth tea that's birth cute tea. i like that mm-hmm. yeah i like tea it too birth tea that's mm-hmm. cute yeah so yeah, yay how sure. does it feel babe so good so good i think um that's um, received so well but i think mostly just it's a birthday of a new chapter not just a um just about like the day you know you you can equate um time to monument monumental experiences and i think just a year ago had i have taken that shot or not i'm grateful to be down the path of acceptance and um awareness that I'm on. So that's awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yay. That's really cool. Yes. We're very excited to have you. We're on. so excited. Like, I'm so excited for you to be sitting across the table from me today, Coda, because, like, you are the first trans person that I've actually had the opportunity to, to know in my life, you know, as the partner of one of my very good friends. And it's just been, it's been really cool to, to get to know you and just to get to know a little bit more about that community. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. And it's just, I don't know, it's offered me kind of like, a, a safe I guess a safe place if I want to put it that way to um to just like ask some questions and find out some information and you know just get to know someone who actually is a trans person and I know I'm probably not alone out there there's a lot of people who probably have a lot of questions but I think um like something I really want to ask you is what questions I guess we'll start with like what questions aren't okay to ask a trans person Hmm. Well, I think it like speaking for myself, it's obviously very different for each individual. But for me, I mean, 
if we're coming into a situation where you are trying to gain knowledge from me, obviously I want there to be like a consensual conversation that I know the questions being asked, things are be- boundaries aren't being qu- crossed, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but being, if you're, you know, if we're at a bar and it comes up that I'm trans and you want to ask a question, I think my biology and what what's in my pants is the most common question that is is asked and i think obviously if you think of any cis het situation in a bar if you walk up to somebody that you're attracted to or vice versa you would never walk up and be like hey i noticed that you're cis do you have a vagina um so i think it's it's so commonly and casually thrown out our like sexuality and our biology and our gender and and those two also like sexuality and gender are often equated into the same category which obviously but obviously not obviously sorry um to to me is very obvious that sexuality and gender is not of the same thing but to some people aren't so i think um, it's just like a difference that people don't really like necessarily think of sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. So sorry to get back to your question. I think if if you are new to that to that experience and new to that community, um, and you have questions, I think just ask if it's okay to ask questions, and then going forth, just don't be invasive and don't be weird. Like there's some questions that I think a lot of cis people, if they were to apply that question in in their own real life it would be considered like weird or and I'm just uncomfortable gonna, i'm gonna pause really quick there because i know like and the word cis like i'm familiar with it a lot of people are some people true. really aren't though yeah, so that's true this is yeah. short for it's uh, cisgender c-i-s gender and yeah. so essentially it's someone who's born into the gender they identify with exactly. right so if you were born a woman and you feel like you're a woman you're a cis woman or if you're born if you're a man born female and you, bodied and yeah and you yeah, yeah, can it, identify exactly. and you identify yeah. with and you identify with that mm-hmm. so it's yeah identifying with Which, whatever like, gender going you're born off with. of that there's you know with in there's a spectrum transgender Mm -hmm. is a spectrum heteronormativity is a spectrum and if you think of the trans flag it's blue pink white pink blue and to me when i see that image it's a spectrum you know white is um presenting non-binary and gender non-conforming folks and blue and pink are you know presenting the spectrum of masculine and feminine energy and i think oftentimes heteronormative and cis culture deems blue boy pink girl right and that's that you know and there's no you know just like myself i'm a a trans masculine presenting person but i still have an identity to my female experience and i I've worked really hard to accept that and also appreciate and respect that. And like, as a trans person, your journey never really ends as most humans, not just trans folks, every human, your journey never really ends. And it's just a constant, you know, I, a year ago, what I never would have considered myself as a trans um, neutral being. But now I'm. I have respect and genuine love and acceptance for both energies that I like within present. yourself. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. 
Very cool. Yeah, and that was actually it was really helpful to know. So like so essentially when it comes to asking questions to a trans person, it's um just I guess just like you should with everybody, just approach any situation with kindness yeah. and respect because it's the same for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. It's and like if you wouldn't ask it at the office, why the hell would you ask it to someone outside of that essentially, yeah, that's right? That's very true. Mm-hmm. Um also another one that I think I think that um gets brought up a lot like because it's just so jarring when it happens is when people ask what was your name before that before mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. like that's super inappropriate you should never ask that question ever mm-hmm. i recently read this like meme or i forget what it was but it was just like it basically was saying like anytime that you misgender somebody or you know uh, equate them to an existence that they no longer um identified to you kind of act like you know them better than they know themselves right so it's like if i belittling yeah you know it's like if you walk up to a cis hetero couple that just got married you don't you're not walking up to the bride and saying oh well what was your what was your old last name you know like why does it matter and the only reason that it matters in in the trans world or the only reason why people i feel like ask trans folks those things is because the unknown if you don't know it but you're aware that it's there it's you know it's interesting but also like we don't owe that to you we don't owe you you know i just had a job interview today and for so long i battled if i should tell them that i'm trans or not because the society makes me feel like my my gender is a lie like if i'm if i'm meeting some somebody and i don't disclose that i was born with female biology and i no longer have that or i no longer identify with that i owe them something or i'm lying to them you know and when i hung up that phone call i'd never i never told them that i was trans and i battled with myself because i thought oh well maybe if when they do find out or if they do find out like i'll get fired or i won't get that promotion or 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 right you know and it's like there's this constant a uh, place to i guess like cap and like to i guess segregate and like deem there's this constant conversation it's like no matter where you go you have to like fight for your existence right yeah mm-hmm. yeah a good way to put it yeah that's a very good way to put it i actually saw a meme today that was like kind of talking about um like asking that question it's like if you can call pokemon different names after they evolved have have the same energy for trans folks honestly it's that simple mm-hmm. and i was like oh my oh, god that's a yes. really good way to put it yeah yeah like right? that is like, so like because it's that's like, the easiest way to put it because if you're touching the nerds then you're good because yeah. they're super harmful yeah sorry i love you <laughs> but your culture sucks um <laughs> no it's just harmful and it's super like gendered anyways we could go on about that but that's so relevant like that is so relevant and it can be that easy like it really can be that easy and you know i think like and i'm a firm believer like you know this is how i get through the day is i i believe everyone's inherently good and nobody wakes up in the morning wanting to be a complete asshole Mm -hmm. and it's just extraordinary circumstances that do that yeah Yeah. that's just what i trump totally does yeah he's got a quarter but that's like like, 
the only amount of space that that motherfucker is going to make up in this podcast. (laughs) I say the majority of people, though. Obviously, there's like an exception to every rule, but I firmly believe the majority of people are like that. And it's just the fact that, you know, um, unless you really go out of your way, there's it's not presented to you on a platter like it Mm -hmm. is a lot of other stuff in the mainstream that we're exposed to. Yeah, like you 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 learn some things from being a kid Mm -hmm. like you learn things and you learn it from different institutions you learn it from the media you learn it from your you know Mm -hmm. parents you learn it from your school from your friends yeah Yeah. and so it just becomes something you don't think about yeah and then we're just on the forefront you know of like it's like the pioneer age of a lot of this becoming like the well and a generation socially you know acceptable actually yeah you know it's striving to make that happen anyways and it's just the very beginning of a movement and so i think um yeah, it's just, I think if more people were able to easily access it or just have it, like, kind of handed to them, mm-hmm. um, I think it would it would make it better. It's hard, too, because our generation, like, it's so disposable. Like, everything, like, in the moment, everything is so fucking powerful. Like, if there's police brutality and it, and it surfaces the media, everybody's on board, and then it's normalized, and then on to the next one. You exactly. know, like, our our, our like generation and our culture or... now is so disposable. At the click of a button, it's un- things are unforgettable, or and forgettable, like, yeah. both ways. Yeah. You know, and it, it's kind of terrifying. It's almost like nothing really feels real anymore. Exactly, and it's everything so fast, and mm-hmm. everything's just a flash in the pan, you know? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. flavor of the week kind of thing. Totally. Yeah, I, I was like reading this thing that was talking about like the time of or history and and how how long it takes for history now like how history has sped up yeah because just like the idea of time has sped up because we like you know if you go back to like pre-electricity and no 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 it's like time is just a lot more slow moving but now it's like in a day is like maybe what so a month was happen. before right like oh, we can yeah. it's like bam 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 bam, bam. information is super Everything accessible is instant, yeah yeah so, Terrifying. but it, which is kind of, it's like kind of cool because on the one hand you think about like, you know, what that means for your brain. Well, your brain has to catch up a lot because mm-hmm. what used to be something that, you know, and I'm not even necessarily, I'm not talking about like trans issues, no, but just yeah, in general, just like, like life, yeah. you, you used to have kind of time to like, Process. you know, t- time to like adapt to things and like, you know, something, you'd learn something new and it'd be like, Ooh, and then now it's like. You're learning something new yeah. on the bus ride to work. You're and if you don't get smart enough fast enough, you're not cool or smart enough. Oh, you're and you're completely left behind yeah. very quickly. Yeah, yeah, and ost- or ostracized because you didn't use that right term. Mm-hmm. That is, you know. Yeah. Well, speaking of using the right term, um, if I can ask a second question, mm-hmm. if I may, mm-hmm. um, how so? Like, how is it possible then for like someone like me or you know anyone else who wants to to learn more about this and you know actively support the community like how can i be a better ally to the trans community so i'm not like one of those people left behind in this massive information flow and being ostracized for you know for sure i mean i think like summing that question up super easily um is just to say like be quiet and listen yeah but obviously within being quiet and listen comes like humility and responsibility and accountability and i think in especially in the queer spectrum you being a cis queer man and my partner being a cis queer female i think even in that bracket just sitting here with the three of us there's so much work to be done you know to bridge the gap 
between cis queer men, um, trans queer men like myself and cis queer women like my partner and then forth and forth non-binary gender non-conforming trans women trans mask women you know like the spectrum like i said is is endless and i think there there's work to be done within our queer community so obviously there's work to be done outside of that but i think i mean like it starts, I think, w- within that With, community. Like this is, you know, there's a lot of work that's been done for kind of the to get LGBT us where community we are, yeah. to be be where they are. But there's, yeah, but just like, because you're queer doesn't mean facing. you're like you get a a out of jail free pass. Essentially, yeah, is what exactly. I'm saying is like there's, there's still, still a work lot to be of work done to be done, and we need to show up. Yeah, we need to show up. I think sure. especially everyone needs to show up, but I think the especially queer community needs the like white queer community because the the POC queer community is still at the forefront of the oppression, mm-hmm. and you know, and if you think 60, 70 years ago, you know, Marsha P, like the the folks that started this movement you know, they were at the forefront of the violence and the oppression and the battle, and we are still at the forefront of that. And it comes a time where, like, the white world and the power world, which is white, shows up. And uh, hopefully at some point that... It's not even that it needs to shift onto them, that they just are aware that there's a difference between the the QPOC experience and a queer experience okay yeah for sure oh absolutely intersectionality y'all for sure and like yeah i mean that's a big ass word and it's a big ass meaning like what you can't just say that word like you like you need to put in work you can't you know if you if you're throwing an event that's deemed intersectional like you gotta put in work if you're promoting your feminism or your activism as intersectional you have to put in work it's not easy like Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not sure. easy. Yeah. Um yeah. So kind of I think I think one of the things like for for me as like a queer woman, like being an ally is like super super important, but what that means is like you know, I feel like I always considered myself an ally even before Koda and I started dating. Um, but I feel like the work that I do now is like so different from what I thought I was doing before, which just kind of shows how much there actually is to still learn. Right. Um, and like, you know, now I'm definitely like Would you would you say that like not to use me as an example, but like any partner who is with a white person and has a, an experience of an oppressed Q POC person, um, would you say that your awareness and I guess like your wokeness is now is due to intersectionality like a shift i think i like i always considered myself an intersectional feminist Mm -hmm. and like i but i i you know actually like there was a lot for me to learn even when we did start dating Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. there was a lot of things that i didn't know and like that it would be like uh no like that's not cool or like you know and i would be like oh like sorry you know what i mean like and, mm-hmm. and be like okay and then you have to like keep deep unlearning this is like one of the things that thing. i i think is so important is like it's so hard to to be gentle with yourself but a lot of what actually comes along with being an ally and and um doing all that stuff is actually unlearning it's not so much that you're learning things it's exactly. that you're unlearning things it's a lot that of you've unlearning. been taught yeah 
And that's the hardest part. Yeah, and if you think about it, like we, even myself, like we all grew up in a colonial ass world. Like this shit is the colonies. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like it's 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 rooted. Shout it's out rooted. Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, right. J.K. gives me nightmares. <laughs> um, but it's rooted. It's rooted in anybody who, like, you know, it's it's rooted. It's there, and it's a constant state of unlearning. It's like you don't go to the gym. Well, some people do. This may be a bad example, but you don't go to the gym to like lose weight and then you stop and then you gain the weight back, or like you gain doesn't have to be weight, but you gain the experience back and then you go back. You know, you go to the gym for long term results. You go to the gym because you maybe it's helping you deal with depression. Maybe it's like a mental thing. Exactly, or and but it's a constant like show up you right i'm i'm constantly going to be decolonizing my mind right. and the world that's around me so kind of like yeah, in the way like, like, just like a one time you're done yeah exactly yeah. and and how i'm doing it today is going to be different from tomorrow and how i'm doing it this year is going to be different from next yeah, year yeah you're going to grow and you're going to be stronger exactly which i feel like smarter. is what you were saying like correct me if i'm wrong but like kind of what you're saying like you were you always were there but now it's just a different experience yeah i just have learned way more and i've also been able to share that experience with my friends and family Mm -hmm. and like have you know been able to like show up for things that i wouldn't have been able to show up for otherwise Mm -hmm. and like being an ally is hard like you can't just call you can't again it's like you can't just say like i'm an ally like you actually have to do shit Mm -hmm. to to say that you have to take on a lot of shitty shit that a lot of like your friends and your family who are who you're taking this on from experience that every day all day Mm -hmm. so when you like i think you and i just you know we kind of had this really empowering weekend as a couple and you know like i think for the first time you really felt the like weight of that and obviously it it creates turmoil in any relationship and here we are today being able to talk about it and have a hard conversation and have a resolution yeah you know but it's it's kind of not really a resolution because the fight never ends yeah Yeah, it's always always going to be a work in progress yeah yeah Yeah. for sure so and so like and Krista's like so Krista you know you guys are in you and Coder are in a partnership together and mm-hmm. so you're you know you've you've learned a lot you've grown a lot in terms of learning more about this but Coda when it comes to like um like the general public mm-hmm. and a lot of people and I would almost consider myself part of that even though I feel like I know a little bit more than maybe the average person was just getting exposed to mainstream stuff I'm mm-hmm. not I, maybe marginally at best but mm-hmm. when it comes to like the general public who might not know anything Mm -hmm. about trans people what is the biggest obstacle that you face um i think like the like obstacle um mostly just feeling i guess just having to validate your existence as not only as like a trans person but just as like a human being um i think my my like the biggest example i could use is like if you see if i saw somebody walking in the street that um was like suffering from any any way possible i don't i don't i don't even want to use an example but like suffering or like didn't look like your average human that you deem to be average yeah and you stop and you stare or you point or you you make that effort to then to just ostracize yeah well I and think, almost dehumanize right? de- completely yeah. dehumanize completely object, dehumanize a, yeah. yeah and and ostracize and just like diminish and devalue and like i think just be aware of like your body language and like what you're doing around folks that 
don't grace your life in the way that you're used to seeing people grace your lives. <laughs> I love that. So funny. Yeah. No. Grace that, your life. Yeah. Like, cause no, I, I, it like, is. I totally like, it is it. a grace. And also, like, it's an honor. Like, anytime I come t- into a space with anybody who is oppressed, mm-hmm. any human who is oppressed and fucking is resistant. Yeah. I love I, that. It's an honor. It's yeah. an honor to be around that person to me. Okay. Yeah. And, like, I'm going to toot my horn. If I walk into a space and you're a cis white person, fucking honor me. Like, <laughs> honor my experience and honor yeah. the fact that yeah, I sure. show up for your experience every day and my own. Yeah. Right. 100%. Yeah. Exactly. That's so true. Like, yeah, so true. I was, yeah, I, I, I love that um, word for it. Like, bam. Yeah. You know? Because it's like, yeah, it's exactly. It is respect. And, I, and I'm not perfect by any means. Like, I have so much growing and so much unlearning to do. And like, oh my gosh, I'm the hardest on myself. And I'm the hardest on my partner. Because we are so enthralled in this resistance and in this movement. But also, like, I wouldn't have it any other way. Like, yeah. sometimes like yeah. we can't sleep at night. But sometimes, like, I feel like I'm on cloud nine because... The resistance is so fucking powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is an amazing exactly. experience. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. And that's really cool. And just like when you, like, going back to like when you walk into a room and like there's cis white people and you say, like, honor me. Like, <laughs> I think, you know, and this is going back to my point where like everybody is inherently, the majority of people want to, they want to be there. Mm-hmm. I think the majority of people want to be For sure. where you just explain that. It's just, it's a once scary again, place to, well, to it's, measure it, up to. It's not even scary as much as it is intimidating because mm-hmm. there's a lot to learn mm-hmm. and it's not handed to us on a platter like everything else is to learn exactly and, and that's the thing and, and it's not on those folks to platter it to you but also there's a i've also i've learned this in the past like this is probably my biggest learning in the past month and with my own resistance is like my approach yeah and how i approach my point and my values and my resistance is is monumental and it is completely a make or break situation and how people learn and unlearn especially if people are defensive and or you know if they're a hard person to come at or have a conversation with Mm -hmm. yeah you know like nobody learns by being like oh you're stupid you know exactly and if if that's the way you do learn so be it but i think for myself that's not how i I learned i don't think many people no 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 exactly and so it's easy to say that with actions too like it's so for sure that goes on both sides of it as well and it's just like yeah i don't know it's just like it it, even for me it's so eye-opening like it's there is so much to learn yeah it can be quite with that being said though it's also never anybody's like purpose to educate you like it's not their i job. show up when i need to show up and when i want to show up there's some days you where can't. i just can't yeah and i don't want to and or i just want to judge you because <laughs> well, that's an outlet well you're because you're a human being <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. exactly and and that i think is where like allyship where that is where you need to step up and yes it is hard and like yes sometimes you know maybe you don't feel like doing that but it as an ally like for me as a cis white person i'm always going to show up because i don't want to send the work like the emotional labor to my partner or to someone else okay right like if i if i can help if i can like educate or like you know talk about something that they want to talk about and like help them out or do whatever it is mm-hmm. that needs like there's doing there's been several times where like chris and i would be in settings with like my friends, her friends, family, vice versa, even just out at the at a restaurant and like 
I'll be having conversations and being my partner, she knows my view and knows how I feel on things. So instead of me having to have like a hard conversation or an, an emotionally like taxing conversation, she'll take that on and not speak on my behalf and not speak for me, but speak in a way that like I would come at it and like what is right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. And that's, that's the hard part. Mm-hmm. And we're not all always going to be right. So like, you know, as I think, you know, everyone Humility, needs to give, give themselves a little pat on the back all the time because it, it's a hard world we live in for sure. It's a tough one. Yeah, it and is. And if you're, if you're, if you're trying to White, show up. brown, and like, yeah, the world is, it's 2018 and shit is fucking real. Everywhere. Like, shit's real. It's, it's actually, I think up. it's more real than it's really ever been in yeah, terms I'd of say. information and events and things and mm-hmm. just everything. It's mm-hmm. crazy. It's yeah. actually crazy. So, um, well, I just want to, Coda, thank you so much for course, taking course, the time yeah. to answer those. Like, that means the world to me. Um, mm-hmm. I hope that anybody listening has ga- garnered a few little nuggets of information out of there that they can take away and mm-hmm. just hopefully educate themselves a bit more on mm-hmm. some of the stuff as well. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And even, like, you know, like, people say this, and I, it's so, like, cliche, but... Google is a great yeah. place to ask There's your questions. There's a lot of sources. If you type into there, like, should I? Like, ah, this person does. Google will be like... You probably shouldn't ask you know, that. No, but it'll tell you a way that. to ask that. Here's a good life rule. If you need to Google it, you sh- probably shouldn't ask. If it's you need true. to Google it, it's you true, should ask Google it. But Google will ask also it. tell you a way to ask that question. Yeah. And if it yeah. doesn't, get on, it'll tell you... Get on that mobile a data, quasi-answer. <laughs> so... I wanted to ask you kind of like, you know, since the, we are celebrating today and it is your one year on tea, mm-hmm. um, what was the most exciting thing for you? Because not every trans person decides to you, like take hormones, go, take hormones yeah. or do whatever. But yeah, I also want to like say that now. I mean, I am a trans person that does take hormones and it has been a very like affirming thing for me, but not every trans person takes hormones and not every trans person identifies as male or female mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there is a spectrum yes. i can say that forever don't forget to ask for pronouns yeah y'all. that's the simplest question hey how are you hi how are your pronouns it's the same thing basically y'all you're just not used to saying it it's yeah, cool exactly but if, the more you say it the more you get used to it and then yeah. you won't care so much about it yeah um so i want to know just because i like obviously we've been together for the entire time and (laughs) (laughs) so i want to know what was the most exciting like change that you like affirming like physical or just it could be anything it could be physical it could be mental it could be spiritual anything um hmm oh my gosh so many i think spiritually i think when i got i i think affirming starting testosterone helped me to start on a journey of like affirming not only like my gender but acceptance of myself inside and out um and it also allowed me to get to a place that i could seek therapy and talk therapy and obviously with the help of you know lots of resources and friends and fam and myself just finally showing up for myself Mm -hmm. i sought out a talk therapist who is Salish and one of the most amazing and inspiring indigenous females in my life. Um, and that journey is, is continuous and hopefully, I mean, she's an elder and she is an ancestor and she is my, you know, a spiritual guide, so it will never end, but hopefully our conversations also will guide me for a long time. And I think just, 
affirming myself. And also, I only met her six months ago. So that was, I guess, six months into already taking hormones. But I don't want to equate my, like, tea birthday to the hormone per se. You know, like, I think that I can literally remember the emotions I had walking to Three Bridges and, like, getting my first shot and I was fucking terrified. I wasn't even, it wasn't just like terror of the shot. It was like, what the fuck is this road going to take me down? Like, is this, is, is hormones what I need to affirm myself? Is our hormones, hormones, what I need to feel whatever, you know, I, I have friends who take hormones for three years and went off them and feel more in themselves than they've ever felt. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was, it was, it was terrifying and then you know six six months down the road i you know i took that extra step into talk therapy which is one of my many forms of therapy that i practice and that has been the most altering for sure yeah and i think you could probably speak for that as well yeah for sure i mean i think like if anything i would almost say that what like yes we you know in this specific situation we are talking about only coda right now um i would say that you know starting to take testosterone actually allowed you to show up for yourself because it gave you those affirming things that you needed to not focus so much on like you know like just what was in your head and all this stuff and like because you're you're right it was six months ago and it's like i feel like you kind of got to a place where you were like okay i think it's time for me to do some shit for myself like mm-hmm. do some fucking self-care here mm-hmm. and that's what you did yeah for sure and i think a lot i think a lot of folks queer or not think that like oh well now they're on hormones they're good or like now they're like right affirmed and they're good or like and that's any spectrum like mental illness and you get on meds that are working for you or, or they're you not know, or they're or not exactly whatever. yeah it's a, it's i a think journey. once you come into yourself and it was a decision for you, it's going to be liberating and it's going to yeah. be influential no matter what. For sure. And then my second question was, what was the most hard thing in the past year? Um, same thing, showing up for myself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely the biggest, 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 biggest challenge I've ever faced was walking into that studio for the first time ever. And even till this day, like a lot of my trauma is shown through like physical. Yeah. Like I, I'm, a, I'm a sweater and like all, all that fun stuff. And I, I have this like joke with my therapist, and there's like four fans on me every time I get into the studio. And <laughs> depending on like the level that we touch on, is like my level of wetness. Like, <laughs> so gotta turn number four fan up. Yeah, exactly. Or? Which is so funny. I feel like I left like hot yoga after, which I did basically <laughs> hot yoga for my mind. So cleansing. Yeah. So cleansing. Actually, yeah. But yeah, no, for sure. I think showing up for myself and continuously doing it for myself and not for anybody else not being like well i'm fucked up so i should be better you know it's like no i'm i i have an experience that i love and i can learn how to appreciate i just love that that can like exactly what you just said to you like showing up for yourself and just Mm -hmm. for yourself 
fucking everybody can learn yeah, a lesson absolutely. from that. Like absolutely. I have goosebumps now from you saying that mm-hmm. because it's so applicable so. across the board. Like it may be especially to you, but that's just such important lessons that no, that's for, what so many people anybody, lack, yeah. I think, because a lot of people don't show up for themselves. Yeah. And it it's is so hard. funny. It is, hard, it is right? really hard. Yeah. It and is and really, really hard. And there's always an excuse, isn't there? And like, and change is hard change and is hard. new paths are hard. And yeah, like oh, money yeah, totally. is hard. Therapy's not free. Yeah. You know, like things like there's, choosing to make those decisions yeah, for yourself. Choosing to put them at the front of things yeah, is absolutely. yeah. It's a hard one, but it's a really important one. Yeah. And I think speaking of uh, showing up for yourself and, <laughs> you know, all those fun and loving and warm and cozy things that we can do to self-care, how do you feel about uh, taking a little trip to It's, it's in, in the, the Stars? stars. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? That was my astrology cock. Was that... <laughs> Oh my god, yes. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So you're yeah, peacock. Um, Wait, did you say yeah. astrology cock? I did. Oh. Yeah. Not a peacock. <laughs> An astrology. Anyway, you know what? So spread those wings and fly to the stars because Koda's I've loving got... that. Look, he's just killing himself oh. over there. <laughs> what? I thought he said like cock. I should have just I should have just ran with that. Yeah. Wait, is that what you said? He said you cock. know what? Let's well, that's go. what I thought he said. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry, babe. It was just you. Yeah. Um. Well, today it's in the stars. I've got a very special uh, Leo reading. Ooh. And um, so Coda's sun star is actually also in Leo, but so it turns out that not only is your twenty sixth birthday, your birth my birth birthday, birthday. <laughs> out of my mama <laughs> out, of, out of your mama the one out of my mama um so you came Leo. out of, you came out of your mama a leo and then yeah. you also took that uh, i came out of the shitty world as a leo as too a leo as well <laughs> in true leo fashion you guys so we got double leo happening oh so much triple leo well it's kind of terrifying let's hear what she's got in store for you double leo so um i found your so if this is your birthday year forecast, okay? This is from Astro Cafe. And now have we read from Astro Cafe before? I don't know. I think we have, yeah. Is I think that we like, have. I feel That's like That's the one where I do all my birth charts and stuff like oh, that. Oh, or is that Cafe Astrology? Oh, maybe it is Cafe Astrology. How is it me that's keeping this all straight in my head, by the way? I don't way? know. It's all Just air stuff. This is, this is new. As if, Coda, you're obsessed. You literally have a Leo tattoo, so sit the fuck down. Yeah, because I'm a Leo. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm surprised it's not on my forehead. Um. So, so yeah. So, this is like your um, kind of how your year is going to go, basically. Your forecast, if you will. Okay. So you're 365 day forecast. Hazy. Hazy. Here we go. Um, so Jay Hayes. <laughs> Unofficial sponsor. <laughs> What's up? I'm Jay Hayes. <laughs> yes. Love Jay Hayes. Shout out to you, Jay Hayes. Um, so the lunar phase at the time of your birthday this year is the crescent moon phase. Okay. Ooh, that's also the prettiest, like most picturesque. The crescent moon. moon. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like me. We like that. Exactly. This is a year in which you are striving to break free from habitual behavior patterns in order to free yourself up for new opportunities. While you may encounter some resistance from others, your path is to push forward and uncover new ways of expressing yourself. That's part one. Pretty relevant. I don't think that could be more relevant right? for everything Especially we just after talked we've just, about. Yeah, exactly. Um, you saw ha- my weekend. <laughs> 
<laughs> you have Jupiter transiting in harmony to your sun from March 2019 forward, and under this influence, you have a stronger than usual desire to improve, grow, and learn. It's a favorable time to further your education, travel, or otherwise expand your personal horizons. Horizons. You are likely to enjoy a larger perspective on matters that keep you from getting lost in details or overly frustrated by everyday stresses. You are very likely to attract loving relationships and or new warm social contacts into your life. I think that's all sitting at this table right now. Right? Yeah. So true. <laughs> your popularity increases and efforts, which Leo loves, and efforts to smooth over challenges and partnerships are more likely to succeed. This is an excellent influence for negotiations, marriage, and business partnership. Ooh. No, we ain't talking marriage, but... I feel like they put a little little ring on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good, good one, babe. I'm sorry. Um, sorry. (laughs) This can be a year in which you are building faith and confidence in your personality, skills, and talents. You can experience a stronger desire to seek out meaning, wisdom, and mental stimulation in your life during this period. Others might frequently turn to you for guidance and, in fact, may see the wisdom in your ways more clearly than ever before. Ooh. So that's what's in the stars for you this year, Leo. That was a good one. Sounds pretty right. Yeah. Sounds bang on. Right? Yeah. I thought that was pretty accurate. Yeah. Go yeah. Astro Cafe or Cafe Astrology, whatever Whichever your real name is. I'm like, was there like something in the printout? That's- <laughs> I'm not seeing anything. <laughs> well, I thought, and Coda, well, you listen to the show regularly, so you know that you astrology is Chris's, Chris's like, <laughs> thing. She pretends to know more Brat. than I do, and we're both pretending usually. But um, I thought I would like blow her mind and maybe yours a little bit by surprising y'all with a little um, birth chart analysis. Oh, Ooh. okay. Yeah. Do so, I know my baby? And this is new for me. This is new all right so um we're gonna talk about where venus lies mm, in both of your venus, charts yes and because venus um is all about your romantic relationships that's right and where it's located that's right now krista correct me if i'm wrong but i She's think a your um your venus is in capricorn it is and coda i think your venus is actually in leo it is <sighs> so Damn, triple leo is kind of scary <laughs> oh yeah. my god if i met me i'd leave so krista this is um how you relate to your partner who has a venus in leo are you ready i can't wait so are we like affirming these these i think so you know what how about y'all just tell me what you think when i read them all right so first sentence um your partner is insatiably expressive in love relationships often impulsive and very demonstrative wait is that me or you that would be so that's like my partner you talking about coda yeah i would say impulsive yes um you possess a more steady practical view of relationships yes dramatizing feelings is as natural as breathing to your partner oh my god so your partner (laughs) is actually terrifying your partner doesn't just feel like something he adores it or he isn't simply hurt by what you say he's devastated oh my god oh my god this is too this real is actually like, this is actually so real this is almost, really funny. there's there's a like a little part of me that's kind of like mm-hmm. did write this like mm-hmm. okay so both of you value adores, oh adores and slash despises it's, it's so true it's like everything it's, that everything that happens with Koda, it's like 
people are like, I can't fucking stand that. Or it's like, oh my God, I fucking love you so much. I'm like obsessed. And I'm like, just kind of sitting casually in the corner. Like I'm having more neutral emotions. Oh, Although so also good. I'm an Aquarius. So that's yeah. so intense. Can't help it. So intense. Whatever. So uh, both of you value loyalty it, and security in your partnerships. Definitely. But your Would styles... You but your styles of expressing love are radically different. Yes. So so different. Different love Baby languages, is a, guys. Yeah. Baby's a touch love language. Yeah. Your partner needs to be reminded that the constancy of your feelings is very valuable. That's me speaking to you. That's Krista That's, speaking to you. Oh. Well, I want to hear the whole thing. You are certainly more concerned about where your relationship is headed. Oh, yes. I think so, for sure. That's me. <laughs> All right. And Krista, you value solitude from time to time and your occasional withdrawal is sure to fire your partner up. Actually, yeah, that's that's that is true to an extent. The one Libra withdrawal Moon. we've had in te- like yeah, 11 months. Yeah, and what did you months. do? Pine, bitch. You Pine. got fired Woo! up. Uh, your partner's head is... <laughs> Your partner's head is often in the clouds when it comes to love, and his or her vision of the future is generally positive while you are largely realistic. I think... I think that I am definitely more realistic, but it depends on what we're talking about. It depends. It says if both of you are willing, you can certainly learn a lot from each other. So definitely. I can vouch for that just having this <laughs> podcast episode today. Slash Brian here's in every po- before we start every podcast episode. Oh, we got to dish the dirt. We have to dish all the dirt. Yeah, so. we dish the and dirt, it, man. We and dish I, that dirt. I'm, I am a Libra moon and Brian is a Libra, so I can always trust that he's going to give me the real tea. Oh, and I guess this isn't like such a secret if I'm about to say it, but we're like each other's secret therapists that yeah. nobody knows about. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. It is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. So um, you might enjoy your lover's ability to brighten up your day and your partner will love your extraordinary sense of humor and commitment to making things work between you. Wow. Is that not the most accurate description you've ever heard, babe? It's all a lie. <laughs> You're like, awful. No, I'm just kidding. It's just terrifying. And Yeah, you look actually terrified from how real that got for yeah, you there. Yeah, I'm sweating. Yeah, you're setting up Can't a storm, baby. So, but don't you think my, Koda, don't you think it's my my sense of hu- humor that lightens up your life, just like Astro Cafe Pre- or slash precisely. Cafe Astrology said? Precisely, yes. <laughs> if that is its real name, we'll never know. <laughs> we'll never know. We'd like to plug your you, uncertainty but we don't know who you are. makes me uncertain. <laughs> so, Koda, I'm going to keep you sweating over there, like Ooh. you are, and it's not just because the AC shut off. You keep, just got a little sweating. nervous there because I'm going to ask you five questions about the lovely Krista. Oh, okay. And um, okay. I want to know how accurate you're going to be with your responses, and Krista's right here, so she'll be the judge. Question number one: Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> what is Krista's? <laughs> Didn't even know what to say. What is Krista's favorite snack? Uh, cheese trio, parmesan. Parmesan what? Triple triple cheese trio, goldfish. But the parmesan one is your favorite one. And I don't even. Yeah, I didn't even need to verify that (laughs) after after last episode. It was like (laughs) ding ding ding. Did you just call it the white flavor? Yeah, he did the white one. You know what? Parmesan is like the that one has the most flavor. Okay, the other ones are cheddar and zesty cheddar. I gotta get my digs in. Like, let yeah. me. All Parmesan right. has the most flavor, guys. It's an extra old chest. <laughs> you it's already true. know my feelings. It's the only I one I can taste the difference on. So, <laughs> question number two: What is something about Krista that only you know? Ooh so many things (laughs) (laughs) I'm like where's the body (laughs) Um, 
I mean, she's an Aquarius, so she's weird as fuck. Um, so I feel like nothing is going to catch people off. I don't know. I don't know what I can say, babe. You're so weird. Um, <laughs> Maybe that could be the answer, though. Yeah. That's true. That's the. I think, like, she's weird, but she's, like, more weird than anybody can imagine. <laughs> I think that's a fair answer. More weird than wh- Who's how the I. the baby? <laughs> All right, there's a little bit More of inside action going on here. And uh, I, you know what? I'm just going to go ding, ding, ding <laughs> and just give you that, Coda, because I think it's very valid. Um, what is Krista's biggest fear? Um, birds. Oh, what bird, kind of birds? Bird, like pigeons. Anything, actually anything that flies. So True. birds. You know we do the show too much together when I don't even need to look at Krista. I'm like, ding, ding. Yeah. Right? It's true. Yeah. But it doesn't even have to be a bird. It's it not be even a falling just leaf. birds. It's like anything that like flies in her peripheral. Yeah. Oh, I, mean- I, I actually have a theory that I may have been an animal of prey <laughs> in another life because oh, I have... Sure. Not only that, but I also have... Ter- I almost feel like maybe I was a rabbit. I have terrible depth perception. So okay. it's really hard for me to be on like escalators or stairs and like stuff like that. Yeah, vertigo. Mm-hmm. And then also like if something's like in my peripheral, I get like... I will scared, like have like, a physical reaction. Scared. Yeah, wow, it's not even just crazy. like a... It's not like a startle. Like it's a physical like... <laughs> it, was, thing. It, it was in the stars, you guys. Oh, totally in the stars. <laughs> wow. Okay, um, so that was question number one, two, three, and four that we got through. Okay. So we've got question number five coming up. Koda, what is the difference between Krista and a deep freeze? Oh, this is how everybody knows that I don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> Just <laughs> kidding. I actually do. I really do. I love it. How's it? I actually do, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't think we've said this on the podcast. Oh, I, thought this was this is, I thought this is a podcast no, show. I'm going to no. regret saying this probably, but the difference between Krista and a deep freeze is a deep freeze doesn't <laughs> fart when you pull your meat out. <laughs> but like, are they that what else? I mean, off what color else? perhaps, but yeah. It's okay. At least there's matches, y'all. I totally oh. thought that was like a podcast reference and you guys were like calling me out for not knowing it. <laughs> no. no. I was like, y'all would put me on the spot when we're about to wrap it up. Totally. Yeah, we would, for sure. We totally would. That's hella true. And Coda said the magic words, I think, Krista. I think so. Oh, yeah, so I just want to take the time to thank you, Coda, so much for just being someone who's so patient to sit here and answer the questions that I had for you today. Um, means the world to me. I think it's going to mean a lot to people that were listening today, too. It's always good to help inform people um with kindness like you totally exuded this whole time and i just i really appreciate that so thank yes. you yeah Yay, of course. thank you Koda, for being on the podcast we, i was so excited i was like oh my god to finally put my baby on the spot <laughs> but then it was actually like more like me with those like put on the spot you know <laughs> it but, was it was all of us we yeah. i think we all had it was some great. sweat we, we all, all had some, some sweat. turmoil we, did. we all came through sweating sweat yeah. sweat it's the second time I've done that today, Thanks guys. for having me. You're welcome. And so that's a wrap for this week's episode of Back Chat. If you want to find me on Instagram, I'm at Bryhelix, B-R-Y-H-E-L-I-X. And mine is Carminal at K-A-R-M-I-N-A-L. And Coda, where can we find you on Instagram? Uh, Coda at SOT4. That's SOT4. Coda. Like SOT4. Like SOT4. Like SOT4. after. Like SOT4. Like Leo shit. Perfect. Love it. Wow. So I'm Brian. I'm Krista. I'm Coda. And together together we're Fratchat. Sack back. Sack back. Snap back. (laughs) 